Enjoy the show. We're doing it live. It's not a Harrison Ford film if he hasn't fucked himself up in some way, shape, or form. I don't like DC because their movies suck. Well, your face stinks. DC, come on, let's not act childish. Marvel, sit up straight. Here's shit from your childhood. You love He-Man, you like Transformers, shove it down your throat. And Arthur Morgan would be his superpower spreading tuberculosis. You always have to take off your shirt while eating a calzone. Currently, I do. (laughs) All right, three... Green flags means podcast number 231 in the hey, Perjangers and Wallhangers Media Network I'll shut that window. can happen as Link I uh, longingly looks out the window at the neighborhood. Kids, we start off the Triforce podcast, of course. I am your host, Matthew Bugarell, the Matman. In the Perjanger box, above our cardboard Kelly's head is, all the way from Thermoscara, Katarina Thermoscara, wonderful woman! And, of course, next to her is the old man, Christopher Bristow, as well as his, well, only a couple lieutenants in his army of the Bristow family. And, of course, our producer, which is the omnipotent presence that is, big brother, Stephen Bucarell. I know. I know. Your friends, his friends outside. You're going to have to excuse our mascot, Hero of Time, Link Diablo, because it's super crazy outside time. But that also means that we want you to get super crazy over here at purjangersandwallhangers.com because you're going to find the very funniest and luggy and nutty moments right up here at the top, as well as last week's Triforce podcast, Perfect Strangers in Paradise. Yay! Which I still think would be the perfect spinoff show for Thunder in Paradise. I, I 100% oh, stand yeah. behind that. Yeah. Let me tell you something, Balky. <laughs> and then. Just like that, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then you'll find last uh, the last Lugnuts podcast, Lego Lamborghini Walk Faster Racing Stripes. So we also want you to hop over. I am so happy that I started that trend with, like, podcast titles yeah it makes it so much all the way back in the all the way back in the day makes them a lot more memorable because everybody wants to know what is matt man going to name this week's title but matt man also wants you to hop over here to how embarrassing a moment was it for me (laughs) (laughs) that's not always the goal but i will boost the shit out of that again But we want you to go over here to Walljanger Gaming Monday to Friday. You'll find Big Brother streaming there live, as well as Sundays, because we've gotten on the kick for Car Mechanic Simulator Sundays. We've done a, last week, oh, what did we do? We did a Porsche. Before that, we did, what did we do this week? Actually, I think we did, uh, damn, I don't remember. But you're going to have to check it out, because it was awesome. Obviously, because, you know. Obviously. But we're going to start over here because we got a little bit in the news. But what we do have is me finding my mouse. There we go. Right over here because Miles Morales becomes Captain America in the stunning new uh, Marvel comic variant cover. So we have our variant cover right here. And Miles Morales, or one of his clones. Spider-Man always has at least, like, a couple clones hanging around the universe. So, one of them is Captain Puerto Rico, which is clearly, you know, when you look at this image, it has all the, you know, all the screaming tells of the Puerto Rican flag. You have Captain America, uh, Captain Amer- uh, America Shield right there, which, honestly, it looks dope. Um, I never got, I know how they draw the webbing. But it doesn't look physically possible for him to be swinging in any of any of his like cover or like splash shots where he has he's holding the web. It's always loose and it's like really windy, like a Annie Ann's pretzel or something. Doesn't really <laughs> look like it would support his actual body weight or be taut. But you know, maybe I'm just looking too far into it. Um, as far as costumes go, old man, how you feeling about this one? Miles Morales holding the shield. Uh, I saw the picture. I was actually, uh, I like, I like the, uh, like the, the contrast and yeah, it just, it's, it's very visually pleasing. I don't know about the story though. We'll see. Yeah. You know, I mean, this is the wrapping up the clone saga in this issue that this cover, this is going to be the variant cover, I believe is on. So 
I mean, as far as, you know, Captain America, I mean, we can we can leave that title alone. We don't have to make everybody Captain America. You know, does it have to be like Miss Universe? Like everybody has to have a equal go at it or can we just leave that alone? It's just a placeholder. <laughs> you got to have a captain, damn it. Um but as far as Miles Morales, I like his storyline that we've seen in, you know, Spider-Verse. We're getting Spider-Verse 2 with a lot more people, but I got to imagine that there's some at least him and Gwen Stacy are going to be back from the first Spider-Verse. And then, you know, we have all the like Japanese Spider-Man and all the other ones. So, I'd like to see a variant of this pop up in that in the next Spider-Verse movie. Maybe Miles in his universe has the Captain Shield. That's possible. You know, just one of those ideas. But I thought it was a nice little nod here. The comics are giving somebody else the shield yet again. But somebody's got to be Captain America. Somebody also might have to keep their mouth shut. But Smallville's Tom Welling reveals that a sequel project is in the works with Michael Rosenbaum. They're bringing an animated Smallville uh, show. Which Smallville. This is how I like these kinds of things to go. Yeah. Instead of them rebooting it with a new cast or bringing these guys back to to do a later in life kind of series, they've decided to continue using the same voice actors. So you have that continu- uh, continuity, but you can suspend our belief and put it back in the in the timeline where it left off. The, if you're going to do something like this, I am all for doing it this way, especially since Tom and Michael are both on, and I think those are the two voices you want to hear the most because they couldn't get Michael for the crisis on infinite earth cameo. Right, right. So, I mean, this is just logical. We can see how they got to that crisis on infinite earth point. We can get our total Superman story out of this and right. animated. It kind of reminds me of like a la of what like Dr. Who did with the lost episodes. And oh, absolutely. you we know, you get this them. animated version of it, which is completely amazing. You can get a lot out of animated, uh, you know, animating stuff like that, just like what they did with the 1989 Michael Keaton Batman in the comics. We're getting um, Billy D. Williams as Two-Face in the comics, and he looks fantastic the way they have him. It looks just like them. You're getting this continuation of the story, but going animated and you know, comic-wise to continue a story is honestly a smart play right now because... Absolutely. With the advent of everybody watching anime, including the Bristow Army back there, obviously they're <laughs> fans of My Hero Academia, and obviously we know they love <laughs> So, with that advent, this makes sense for people to start pushing towards this medium to continue these stories. Thank you, Connor. That was a live one. Um, no buttons pushed over here, besides the ones I've already, you know, done. But... I, I think this is a, a viable market for people to start going in with stories that people want continued. I think it's best case scenario. Brilliant move. Um, other people should take notes from this. Oh, um, yeah. Smallville as a show is By great. going this way. You get to keep all the characters with the voices that you've, you've accustomed, you're accustomed to. And you get a continuation of stories. Minus Chloe. Well, I'll be honest. The with sex you. cult kind of ruined that. Fan. I wasn't a huge fan of Chloe on Smallville. Yeah, that was a good segue. Like I said, <laughs> best case scenario for me. It is because you can cut out those useless characters um, that turned out to be rotten apples. Oh my gosh! Wow, yep. it's so psychologically messed up. But. Besides those characters, I'm glad Tom Welling is the one that's revealing this. And Michael Plus, you Rosenbaum do, is in there. You could do a lot more with the freedom of an, like an animation style yep. because it can bring forth the story maybe as it was meant to be. Yeah. You never know. Well, you can get a lot more with that because you're not restricted. Uh, you know, you have a lot less restrictions on that. Yeah, like absolutely. Kevin Smith was saying on Fat Man Beyond is that the animation for He-Man Masters of the Universe went through the pandemic flawlessly. They were on point. That's the benefit of animation. You can work from home. It doesn't take that much to send a picture online these days. You know, it's not like dial up. Yeah, one of the very few good things to come out of this. 
Nah, I don't you miss that, that sound? That was a horrible, horrible, uh, I'm going to say imitation. It was more oh, like. Is that supposed to be a fax machine? Sounded like something from SpongeBob. <laughs> You're not far off. You're not far <laughs> off. Um, one of the off. few good things that could to come from the pandemic is the push forward in technology of yeah. people working remotely towards these projects. And I think that's why we're getting a bigger push on animated stuff too, because it's the best way to work when you can't get together and you mm-hmm. can't do live sets and you can't, and cost is lower. And I mean, who doesn't want to work from home? I know I do. And you can work whenever you want to. So if you're somebody who's up between two and seven, you do your work between two and seven. Um, you do. There's also an added benefit to these companies allowing people to work from home anyway, because they see more productivity being done. Right. Yeah. And less overhead. Yeah. So especially yep. with animation, God, who, if you could tell me I could make money drawing and work from home, sign me up right now. That's all I got to say. I mean, who doesn't want to do that? I mean, I could barely draw, but still, if you want to, you know, you can take a chance. Just call me. Probably not. Um, it's 100% of the shots you don't take, sir. Exactly. But somebody, missed a lot. somebody else took a shot. <laughs> and it's this next story because. That was a good segue. Because somebody took a shot at Superman in this new trailer for Suicide Squad, which is down below uh, the glorious trailer showing off James Gunn, not Kevin Gunn. And here we see uh, Captain Boomerang supposedly leaking the trailer because nobody was supposed to show this and, you know, it's it's super secret. But here we see uh, the Idris Elba. They tried to keep his role a secret. And we see him going at uh, Waller right here in the trailer. He's talking to his daughter saying, yeah, she said you have to do what they want or, you know, and they're going to help me out getting into college. And he's like, what are you doing talking to my daughter? And she's telling everybody to stand down. Really powerful moment, but it shows how ballsy she is. And she's pretty much saying like, yeah, didn't want to do it. Now you realize how important this mission is, huh? And this is Suicide Squad. This trailer though the they've made memes of it but i still find it probably one of the funniest things i've seen this week is you'll see from the brilliant mind of james gunn and director of guardians of the galaxy director of guardians of the galaxy so dc is mentioning marvel to publish their movie like hey we have this guy from the good guys this is his movie huh? you want to watch it it's going to be good. I mean, it is going to be good, but I just saw that as a weird, like, yeah. The director of Guardians of the Galaxy. Like, dude, this is a DC movie. Why are you talking about your competitor? But it's linking in here the origin of Starro, the obvious main villain that they're going through, a starfish which sucks on your face and then makes you, it controls your mind and body, and then you're part of his army. So, essentially zombies. They're trying to... Prevent zombies. And you have Peter Capaldi as the thinker. So that's literally enough, along with King Shark yeah, there. That's, hey, he and Idris Elba are all I needed to watch this. Stallone King Shark? First yeah. reason I'm watching that. Uh, well, second of Margot Robbie and all the other amazing people who were in the movie. Especially Polka Dot Man. In this trailer, you see him using his polka dots, and I'm like, damn, that actually looks like a cool power. You know? I mean... I kind of thought, I mean, it's not, there are other cooler powers. Like, That's what happens when a fan is actually, you know, making the movie. Yeah. But I just saw this as, you're going to want to watch this. I think it's, what, August when it comes out? July? No, August. So, a little bit more to go. Yeah, August 6th on the HBO Maxes. Um, it's just a, a win right here for James Gunn. He also mentioned that he has talked with Marvel and DC with doing a crossover movie, which I am a hundred percent down for. I think I, you find me one person who isn't, and I mean it's probably going to be Warner Brothers executive. <laughs> You're not wrong. I mean that just makes logical sense. Of and we're in the the moment of companies collaborating together that. 
now we have this momentum with Disney and Sony and even a little bit of at least there has to be some kind of talk with Universal because they keep using Hulk and She-Hulk. So there has to be some kind of hope for a DC crossover with Marvel with this. Especially if you get James Gunn directing. That's the guy you want. He could be your medium. You know, your liaison. Oh, you're a Marvel liaison. James Gunn is here. He's just kind of mediating between the two. I don't like DC because their movies suck. Well, your face stinks. Like, DC, come on, let's not act childish. Marvel, sit up straight. You know, he can straighten them out. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, or not. But Marvel has something going for him in this next story because there was a little... Yeah, because Connor said that was a good segue. <laughs> that was a good segue. Marvel Below has a trailer for Shang-Chi dropped during uh, one of the basketball games in the commercials. So we see a good look at the Ten Rings, Shang-Chi, as well as two characters we didn't really yeah, expect... Fired. Coming into this movie, you think Shang-Chi, they're going to build up this character. They're going to pretty much leave it his own standalone movie. But we see two other people in here, which is one, the Abomination, and two, Wong from Doctor Strange. Battling in an octagon, cage fight, whatever. But both looking badass. There looks like they're going right in the lines of Shang-Chi's origins from the comics to where dad's been a little bit totalitarian murdery, um, wanting his son to follow in the family business, and he just kind of wants to live his life. Um, so you have that. You have this duty and honor, and you have this role to fill, and then you get the superhero action, and Shang-Chi is just a Billy badass. So this September... We're going to see it. We're getting a lot of really awesome action sequences in this movie. Mm-hmm. It really looks beautiful. Especially with that slow-mo right there. And you're getting oh, ancient China, the Ten Rings, glowing stuff, big animal. Here we go, the cage fight. More like a decagon, really. Yeah, that'll really sell a Decagon fight. The Decagon. I don't know. That kind of sounds badass. See the rings there. Got the fight between rings. They just have like three or four. What's wrong with a ring? A good old fashioned, you know. Well, that's why I went with Decagons. Ten rings. There we go. Abomination and Wong trying to fight, and then you see Shang Chi laughing at him. But September third, you're going to check this movie out. I guarantee you, I'm going to be there because Shang Chi martial arts action. You know, now you got Abomination, Tim Roth. We already know we're getting him in She-Hulk, so that just kind of matches up with what Marvel's doing. Got a movie, and then you're going to have a little action in there. That's why people are saying in Black Widow, we're going to see Julia uh, Louise Dreyfus in Black Widow because that's how it would have tied in if it came out like it should have. So it's really exciting how Marvel's doing this with the streaming and the movies because it's all cohesive, you know? It's peanut butter and jelly. It just makes sense. This is when you guys, I don't know, maybe put in an opinion. Uh, I'm sorry. (coughs) I don't know if it's your signal or mine, but it's warbly and it's freezing, so I wasn't sure if you were done or not. Yeah, we were just making sure that the buffering was coming through. Oh, it's probably our internet. But yes, you are right. On to the next story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, no yes, further, you no are correct. Speech. You are correct. Mm. Yeah, Comcast, what are you going to do? But this one popped out there. Uh, what's her name? Listen. Laura Hudson is Holden. from Holden. I'm too far away. Laura Holden is going to be Crimson countess in the boys and of course you know her as uh andrea from the walking dead for three seasons before she was killed andrea yeah i did not watch the walking dead so she to me is the one from i think was it stephen king's movie the fog or the mist the fog silent hill no not she was the cop in silent hill um the one wasn't a stephen king movie 
Yeah, I don't remember that one. I don't remember him writing the any guy of that. Simon. Hold on. What the the guy that played the Punisher that one time? Oh, Thomas um, Jane. Yeah. Yeah. It was either the mist or the fog. I want to say the mist. Yeah. I always get those two confused. I apologize, but that's where I know her from. Okay. I mean, I think that just makes sense. I mean, she was a good uh, role in The Walking Dead, and I think a lot of fans, a lot of fans, kind of. Uh, were upset that she didn't go further in the story because she was a big part and she had a relationship with Rick in the comics. So a lot of people wanted to see that, but then when they killed her off, it was just, or well, she kind of just fucked off, really. It's been a while since I've watched that show. Um, but Yeah, that's good. that's when the, the governor was in there. She, kill, she got killed, right? Um, she kind of just wimped out at the end of that season. Ah, there you go. That I, I I knew there was something fucked there because, like, in the comics, she was a fucking sniper. She was like really good. She was a really badass. Oh yeah, she was a like a strong lead. Like she, her and Rick were both strong characters, and they kind of led the community, which is really great. So I think if they kind of give you know the boys treatment, she's gonna fit right in because they're gonna be adding a lot more characters in this new season. Obviously, they have the hero gasm event. A lot of different things. Jensen Eccles, Cat's favorite, going to be Soldier Boy. No hose, just Soldier Boy. But uh, really entertaining, you know. I think that anything that you go with the boys is going to. There's going to be a lot of debauchery, a lot of swearing, a lot of blood. At this point, there's been a lot of announcements of people being added to the to the cast to the roster. Do you feel like there is a danger of? like the Spider-Man effect happening where they just keep adding more and more people. And then it's just, it's too much. Could be. I had the faith. In, I have faith in the boys. Um, they'll kind of just make it a, like a parody of itself. Cause it is already a graphic parody of superheroes as it is. If, if one series can pull it off, it's them. Oh yeah. I mean, because you look at all the, uh, I'm going to say superhero parody shows and, their boys take it differently than, like, say, Invincible or, you know, any the Jupiter's Legacy, you know? These right. spinoff superhero shows, you look at those, but then you look at the boys. Like, even the boys between Invincible, you have this strict, like, Invincible gets pretty bloody and gory, but the boys is just fucked. Like, you think something's going right, and then there's a side twist that just makes you your jaw drop, you know? That's the the glory of the boys, really. And that's where I think they're going to take her in a direction like that you really, you know the comics, but they're going to go in a whole other, other direction with this because like they did with The Walking Dead, and that probably kind of, maybe it was one of the factors where she was excited or, you know, accepted the role and went into it or even auditioned for it because she was already familiar with a Robert Kirkman-verse show. So I think she's going to be a little bit more adapted. Like, all right, comics did this, but they're going this way. So this this can work out this way, you know. So I, I'm I'm really I'm holding a lot of uh, hope for this next season of the boys being like you know one of the best yet. So we'll have to see a lot like this next story. That was a good segue <laughs> because Netflix strikes a deal with filmmaker. Steven Spielberg, which is pretty much just a no-brainer. Uh, Big Brother, does it say in the article, like, any kind of deals or, like, money details? Mm, probably going to be lower, but Spielberg, still at it. Hopefully he doesn't redo another, or remake another goddamn movie or make another fucking remaster, just do something different. Um, but one of the most brilliant filmmakers of our our lifetime, agreeably, if not one of the best. Ever. 36 Oscars. You know, kind of impressive background there, you know? I mean, what was your favorite Spielberg movie? Raiders of the Lost Ark. Oh, that's hard. I need a minute. Everybody else go first. <laughs> um, Man... Just from nostalgia, childhood-wise, I'm going with uh, Jurassic Park. 
The first one. Jaws. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Because that set a precedent for uh, like uh, like horror movies that are not zombie or like post-apocalyptic. Yeah. I'll yeah. say Goonies. Ooh, Goonies. That was almost going to be what I said, but I'm having... Because Goonies because never does. So, well, you have like the Indiana Jones movies. You have E.T. Yeah. You have Close Encounters of the Third Kind. I, that was going to be my second. Purple, the em- yeah. Empire of the Sun, where we got a very young Christian Bale in it. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. There's too many. That's what I'm yeah. saying now. You know, he was the assistant founder of DreamWorks. I mean, you yeah. got to yeah. look at that stuff. And now you're giving him Netflix fuck you money. Like, what is he going to do now? That's almost kind of scary. Like the amount that he's worked with, with the technology and the budgets that he's had. And now he's getting Netflix. Fuck you money. I don't know, man. I think we can get some really good movies and series out of Steve. You know, maybe he goes series. Maybe he goes movies. He could do whatever he wants. He can Who make said a cartoon. Indiana Jones? What movie did you pick for Indiana Jones? Raiders of the Lost Ark. He picked. Oh, okay. Then I'm going to go. Crystal skulls. No, I I don't I don't know what that movie is. I've never heard of it. Um, <laughs> you want to wipe that one? Dad, you made me forget what I was gonna say. <laughs> the Crystal Skull. Last Crusade. One. The Last Crusade. Thank you. The one with his dad. We named it was named after the dog. <laughs> the dog. Ah, I love that Junior. dog. Junior. <laughs> I had him right after I broke out of the rock. <laughs> Indeed. We named the dog Indy. I love that line. Okay, so that's it. Jehovah spelt spelt with a J. J. And he falls right through. My God, all those fucking Indiana Jones movies were classic. And Harrison Ford has already injured himself on the filming of Indiana Jones 5. It's not a Harrison Ford film if he hasn't fucked himself up in some way, shape, or form. That's true. That's really true. Then he'll build you some cabinets. (laughs) <laughs> he crashed a plane right before The Force Awakens, so, I mean, he has something. Right, crashed. <laughs> Maybe he knew where the movie was going and was like, oh. It's one of the yeah, only movies. This. <laughs> this is my contract. Yeah. You know, it's one of the only movies in recent history where he's not looking to get his family back. <laughs> I want my family back. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> 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 so... You know, it's going to be good for Spielberg. Maybe he can get, uh, you know, Harrison a job. I don't know. I just, I do, I'm excited about this because I still think that he's got good stuff in his brain. Um, I hope that they don't mm-hmm. try to rework an E.T. thing or some, like, leave it alone. Goonies, I wouldn't mind seeing done over. Where are they now? No. Welcome to VH1. Goonies, where are they now? one of those films that in through a nostalgic gaze is in and not that it's a bad movie it's not but there's a lot of problematic stuff in there but um, sloth became head of accounting of he's got a 401k a really no, great summer not. home he tries better to knock that off right out right now but i also think with the effects and the story now like they can make something i don't want to use the word better but something different yeah, they something can make different. a different movie yeah yeah. But I, I hope that, but this, like, I hope they don't trot out something that they've already done that doesn't need to be redone. Yeah. Um, just for the sake you of. You want a new age Goonies where, like, the kids uh, of the originals. And... Give me a smart Goonies. You know how they did Scream and they made these kids smart and, and street smart and up to date with the things. A lot of times when they try to do these things, they still keep the kids dumb like yeah. they were back then. Yeah. Give me a smart one. Like one Goonie and... that's just, like, Googling everything. Like, I don't know. Well, we they were all. Out. I'm going to fall back on stream again. They were all savvy in their own ways. Dare I say Goonies Go Google? Yeah. Might be the title of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, that's that's my only concern here is that it's not going to be new stuff. It's going to be stuff that they've already done, and they're just trying to cash in on that. Yeah. And you know how I feel about that. Yeah, I don't like I you know I don't like the 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 reboot for just for the cash in on nostalgia. It has right. to have a point. The premise has to be solid. Like I don't mind going back and say like, you know, let's do another movie like this. 
but don't give me a recycled story. Yeah. Like they did with 10 Things I Hate About You. That was Taming of the Shrew. And it was, you know, it was a play. Then it was a movie. It was several different movies. And then we got the 10 Things I Hate About You. And it was done. It's the same movie, but it's done in a new, fresh, smart way. These kids are intelligent. The, the dialogue is snappy and the story is its own. Um, if you're going to use something that you already have, like a Goonies, like an E.T., at least make it, make it new. Make it fresh. Don't just tread out the same thing like you're gonna have sam jackson as et real like want to go home motherfucker yeah pretty much i would take that et vote <laughs> home motherfucker sloth, instead of sloth give us samuel l jackson this is my... baby ruth i'm a head stretching motherfucker motherfucker can you imagine samuel l jackson in the role of mama fratelli give me that oh that would be great <laughs> that would be great uh, we're, we're, we're in the same outfit too <laughs> I, I have no what. problem with that i have no problem with that at all yes it let's wouldn't do it. it wouldn't stink like this next story <laughs> oh lord <laughs> oh god <laughs> no but uh seven transformers seven the title has been revealed with beast uh, Wars mythology, where mm. it's called Transformers: Rise of the Beasts. So, obviously, we're gonna get Maximals, Predacons, and I think they went like Terracons or something. What? So, yeah, Terracons. Is where was that from? That was from two. Okay, so that's a Abrams thing. Uh, I mean, look, mm. you give me Mac, you get me Optimus Primal, give me Cheetor, give me Dinobot, you know, give me uh, uh, who was the uh, they never really gave us the Destructicons in the original because that oh. those were badass. Yeah, but I'm just saying. look, the original movies just kind of it was robots beating each other up. That's all the movie was. You had Megan Fox. That's there. all you really needed it for. You had Megan Fox there with her toe thumbs being the sex appeal. You had Shia LaBeouf being the crazy protagonist. And then you had, like, wasn't Mark Wahlberg in there somewhere? Like, it just. Yeah, he was in the fourth one. I fell asleep during the last night, okay? Bumblebee was all right. It was okay. Instead of another Transformers movie, can we get a live action Brave Star? Yeah. Or Voltron. Oh, I was thinking that. Voltron, yeah. Live action Orbots. Voltron would hit. I love that as a yeah. Kid. Remember the Orbots? Or Mask. Who remembers Mask? I'm going to go back to Brave Star. Snorkels. <laughs> they were the Snorks. Oh, my gosh. I'm going to once again go back to Brave Star because that's kind of like Bojack Horseman in that it's a talking horse. Live okay. action Bubble Bobble. <laughs> I'm gonna say it. All right, we can make it happen. You know, it's Hollywood. <laughs> Why not? Um, Transformers, remember them? Um, I kind of oh, yeah. like the fact that they're going Beast Wars, but it's also we're getting that at a ne- uh, anime from Netflix, which that's their third like series is all Beast Wars. So it just kind of seems like, hey, remember this shit you loved in the '90s? We brought it out and we dusted it off. Look, it's cool. We used up all the other crap. It's still cool. It, that just seems like what they're sh- kind of throwing at us. Like, here's shit from your childhood. You love He-Man. You like Transformers. Shove it down your throat. And the people at House Barrel, I'm just going like this. <laughs> you know what I mean? Taking the monies. <laughs> Is it a smart business move? Yeah. Extremely. Uh, it's one-sided smart business move. <laughs> but is it good to the fans? Ugh, no. We're going to have to see. Look, can they redeem themselves with Transformers 7? I don't know. As long as Michael Bay is not doing it. Because Fast and the I Furious is going to space Michael with a fucking that. steering wheel. So I really don't have faith in that when the sequels are that high. You know, dinosaur. it's like Rocky 18, Adrian's Revenge. Y- no. Stop it. Stop making the movies at a certain point. I am going to be that fun kind of, of Rocky. Go, Adrian. Of why are you a zombie? 18, but Rocky 27, that one was good. <laughs> you got to admit, that one was good. You know what I mean? Like, you're hoping 
that one of these movies is gonna be good, and it's a lot. Gonna, everyone's gonna love it. Everyone like the Marvel movies. They're gonna love this beast. Look, we're throwing Beast Wars at them. Throw everything in there. And I just kind of see it as like throw it in the wall and see what sticks because it's just robots beating each other up. The robots in disguise. See, that's what made it so much more as a show. They were in disguise too. It wasn't just a brawl or beat them up. I mean, there was like a lot of lasers and you know cool shit, but you know, a story. They were as much as the source material. As with the time, they were using their Nintendo thumb just trying to kill the Decepticons. I will bring the perfect Transformers story up right now. The video game War for Cybertron. Yes. I rest my case. I dropped the, the mic. War for Cybertron is the, one of the best games as far as a story. So for good. So good. And if you, if and you great have multiplayer. not played it, yeah. you have no desire playing it, I challenge you to watch a playthrough yes. on YouTube. And yeah. you will say, by far, uh-huh. it is a better story than any of the Michael Bay films. 100%. Out. Yeah. I'm, I'm right there with you. Yes, because that story of that game, it explained everything perfectly. And even to where you're watching that anime from Netflix, and it's like, no, this, this really kind of feels like, it, it showed was. how it showed how Optimus Prime became Optimus Prime. Yeah, because that was always one of those like points of wanting to see. Yeah, and it it really it gave a lot of fan service. That's why I'm just really happy that we had that. And it's kind of like why the animation Sonic... is the better style. Well, it's like the Sonic the Hedgehog game movie. It's that shining example of being able to do, transfer something to another medium and doing it right to where fans love it. It's one of those little gems, like Big Brother hitting a microphone. It just hits that sweet spot. <laughs> just hits it just right. Like this next story. There is a sweet spot in there because, if I'm correct, we're going to send you over to 23 East State Street for the Game and DVD Exchange over there in Media PA. It's might... now officially back open. Oh, so they have the deodorizers out. It's a little less uh, stinky. Fresh dry, dry oh, yeah. wall smell. Yeah. More <laughs> sewer pipes and all. <laughs> so there's more sewer pipes, meaning that you can flush your money right down the drain even easier. So you can hop on in there. And Mark will say, association we want? flushing your money down the drain because he's going to say, Broski. that was a great investment. Or not. I mean, okay. he may just say, Broski. with that reverb and just, uh, you know, you just kind of just get mesmerized by his voice and buy that power glove. I don't know. Or Spider-Man. Or the box of the power glove because I don't even think he has a power glove there. You're in control with the power glove. <laughs> so... We're obviously going to send you over there, but we're also going to hop over to the next story, which is going to be one of the most beautiful stories in open world gaming because Square Enix has forespoken, keyed in, and uh, the video you love is right below, Big Brother, with the guy with the shittiest microphone ever. This morning. It literally sounds, sounds like, like someone in their basement. We sound better. It sounds like somebody it. who has a tin can and a, a piece of string, and that's what they use for the audio. Yeah, like one of our first podcasts, like that. Yeah. Um, but you look at this video, man. Holy crap. The frame rates and everything that they're doing with it is just making it so that even when you're running fast, you don't get that blur, the pixelation, you don't get that hang-up. It's just beautiful. So you mean to tell me I'm not going to have an epileptic seizure now looking at a game like this? No. That was the fun part. Okay. I mean, if there's no I mean, that, that, epileptic For me, that seizures, was just Tuesday when I was younger. You know, if there's no epileptic seizures, there's no challenge in the game. So they're going to have to make it even harder. But when you're looking at this game, I mean, one, Forspoken, just that kind of dashing through the woods there. I, that is a quick way to get around, and I appreciate that mechanic alone, so I will buy that game. An old-time hack in the back of the day to prevent the, the bright lights and the colors yeah, and the flashing. It's just uh, turn your this uh, right here. phone down to black and white. 
you know, that right there, you see the guy. I mean, he, they really cut to this guy's face too much. But here you see a lot of, like, ancient <laughs> ruins and, like, the rocks and stuff. You get a lot of lo good lighting effects. And you have that giant behemoth, which almost looks like, um, fuck, it was in uh, Thor. Um, had the the metal dude, metal giant. Kind of looked like that as the little bitch he was, uh, he was fighting there. But giant bears and all. It looks like a beautiful game. Especially with the bears here, when you get close up, you can see all the hairs moving around in it with him just kind of... I like the mechanics steps. that I'm seeing. It's pretty cool. Yeah, man. And this is the kind of forethought that we're getting into this next-gen systems because all the light uh, effects, at, even at night, is really where you're going to see the, a lot of the lighting effects more. But a lot of this uh, footage here, even as brief as it is with pimply Japanese guy in there, um, it looks great. So if this is the kind of benchmark we're getting into with this next gen, I really feel like this is a good step in the right direction because you get the consoles right, and then you work upwards from there for your streaming, your you know VR, your AR, or wherever you're going to get your Matrix plug-in, whatever, Neuralink plug-in, whatever the fuck Elon's going to do. You know, He's a gamer. He's going to find a way Starlink. to stream that shit right into your head. It's going to be like a Doctor Who episode where you just have to snap your fingers and your fucking forehead's going to open up. It's a great episode. Sounds like a good time. <laughs> and for 20,000 more credits, you can have the... <laughs> Never get the snap feature with the open up skull thing, all right? Just a little thing there. And then uh, our last story um, is about Ghost of Tsushima. They, I have to have some kind of way of pronouncing a name wrong. Let me go up here so I can see the name big. Ghost of Tsushima expands Ghost of Ikishima reportedly. Well. There we go. Pretty good. All right. Well, I'm not that disappointed in myself. So, oh, don't uh, worry. There's still time. There's another ghost or a ghost that's moving to another area, which, you know, right along the lines of, like, Horizons, you get this guy, this Dark Souls game, in a new area, new mechanics, New weapons, new ba new baddies, baddies. That's that's just good stuff. So, I'm liking that. Old man, did you play Ghost of Tsushima? I played approximately two hours of it. I am still running through that game, so I've just transferred most of my games to my PS5, and I'm running through most of them now. I liked the beginning because, and I really yeah, did. Beginning I, I loaded that first battle scene. A couple times because I saw that video, of that dude beating the game without fucking going through it. And he just kind of like, you know, he was he was dodging a lot and he eventually whittled away and got that main boss down and beat him. And I tried to do that, but I was not as dedicated as that guy was. So no, I, just started I don't, I have, I don't have uh, 15 minutes of my life to dedicate to, you know, prolong the story. You know, but it was really like because you could beat that game in that first boss fight. Actually, uh, that that first boss fight is just uh, you can't do anything. Once you get him down down to zero, he just sits there and stands there. He doesn't do anything. No, there was a guy that beat it. It was a yeah. There was a glitch. Uh, it may have been a, no. It wasn't a glitch. It was yeah. There was a video of a guy beating it. Off of the first boss. I remember that was a story we did a couple of years ago. I'll have to check. Yeah. But it's that kind of a interesting dynamic that they throw into the game. to where you could beat it if you're good enough. That's what I really appreciate. And I really tried, but I was not good enough. Much Nowhere like they, what they did with Far Cry 4 is if you just stay in the room when the main, main boss tells you to leave, you can leave now. Because... You know that like starts the story of like you you have the, you have x amount of time before I'm going to go and kill you, and then if you wait the 15 minutes and he comes back, he's like, "No, you're good. You can go." And the game's over. Like you beat the game wow. <laughs> in Far Cry Four. Wow, on that bombshell. <laughs> that's no, that's awesome, and that's an awesome mechanic that you have in there. To where like, oh, did you beat it? Yeah, I did. It wasn't that long. Did you do anything? What what level you were? Uh, one. <laughs> you beat it on level one, man? Yeah, sure did. 
That's the ultimate yep. level one beat, you know? There should and be a I trophy. And I didn't for take that. more than six steps. <laughs> there should be a trophy for that, you know? There are trophies for that. All I oh good. I would all right, I'm gonna have to get that. Um just so I can get that trophy. That's the only reason. Um there's no point to the trophies either. It's just that little thing that you look at like I did that. Once. I do like on Steam, it shows you how many people have like have earned it yes percentage wise have earned that and when it's a really low number i'm like good job man good job you know there's a little pat on the back i like that feature i think they should add that do they have that in the consoles or no, no they do. Idea. the same trophies should transition through all systems so, when it's a game that's multi-platform it's the same trophies yeah but does it show you like the percentage like Steam will show you that percentage of how yeah many it shows against other that. PlayStation okay. members or Xbox members. Okay, okay, so they all do that. That's not yeah. just like an exclusive. Damn. Okay, but on that bombshell, we go to our last he was ad. Just doing it first. Yeah. So we obviously want you to go over to Tony Brown Homes because if you're a nerd, you got to have a place to store all your nerdy stuff, like a green screen and a Mac computer. You may not have those specific things, but Tony and Clarissa will get you set with your perfect dream home. Just have to go over to Facebook.com backslash Tony Brown Homes, and they'll get you set up in that perfect home to get you set for your future. And, of course, Kat, for the end segment, I told Joe uh, this uh, when I saw him at work today, but I want to go with that one post that you posted a while ago. Of It was like an ultimate team up. Uh, team up. One, oh, okay. One DC, one Marvel, one anime, and one, what was it, manga? A comic book? I don't remember. It's in the one chat. Moment, i got to scroll up to remember it. Here we go. So, yeah. one Marvel, one DC, one game character, and one anime character. Ultimate Wall Jagger Joe Gilmore says, God King Doom, Guy Gardner, Solid Snake, and Saitama. Which, that is a solid lineup. You know? So, build your team, old man. One Marvel. We can round robin this just one for one. One Marvel? One Marvel, one DC, one game character, and one anime. Do you have your whole lineup? Because I got my Marvel. My Marvel would be Doctor Strange. Um, my DC would be Batman. My game character would be Commander Shepard. And my anime character would be... Mm, there's way too many good ones in there, but um, probably... Damn, that that's a hard one for me. I'm gonna have to come back to my to my. All right, so I would do Thor, Shazam, Mm -hmm. Raiden. Ah, God of Uh, Thunders. Yeah, the God of Thunders, man. Um, and because it is a digital comic book, Kratos. Okay. Oh. Ah. <laughs> well, it's anime, technically. Okay. Uh, anime, I would just do... Um, um... <sighs> I mean, you could technically pick Thor because Record of Ragnarok is the anime that just hit Netflix, and that Thor is badass. I'm not going to lie. I was thinking about him, but... All Might. I'll do All Might. My anime character... You know what? It is from Record of Ragnarok because it was... Um... It was a Japanese swordsman, and he had, like, this perfect learning technique to where he constantly lost against the greatest, and then he was the first to defeat a god. So I'm going with that, man, because he was a badass samurai who defeated Poseidon, the god of the sea. And Earth is 70% sea, so I kind of feel like he's a Billy Badass. It was uh, Kisame, I forget his last name. But Kisame, awesome. Record of Ragnarok. Go watch it on Netflix. You'll know who I'm talking about. Um, but that's my that's my last one there. Um, Katarina, where are you going? 
Okay, I have decided on a girl gang. Okay. And girl we gang. have Wonder Woman, which mm-hmm. should surprise no one. <laughs> mm-hmm. yep. uh, Scarlet Witch. Okay. Yennefer. Oh, she was a and, badass mage. And uh, Toph. Fuck, man. Damn, that's a good fucking lineup. Shit. Fucking Toph. Yeah, I have a special place in my heart for Toph. I mean, big brother, you could just say that guy behind old man Deku and you'll get your anime pick there. But uh, uh, Sure, uh, I'll go with Batman, Iron Man, Arthur Morgan, and uh, whatever Deku. He, he just said. Arthur Morgan and Deku, <laughs> I feel is. like they would get along because sure. Deku would just be writing down all the shit that he does. Like, oh, my God, this guy's amazing. And Batman. And Arthur Morgan would be his superpower is spreading tuberculosis. Yes. <laughs> it's a very special power. Because, spoiler alert, that's how he dies. Yeah. A lot of people die that way back then. Um, yep. A lot of people die that way today. Damn, you got the ultimate team there. You got tuberculosis on your side. No, 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 Batman. That's why you got Batman and Iron Man. They totally got that covered. Okay, so they cure the tuberculosis. Sure, why not? And then Arthur robs them. You got two billionaires and a robber. They're friends at that point. (laughs) Arthur's changed. (laughs) He's reformed. Tuberculosis has changed him. I'm reformed man now. He didn't die on that rock. Yeah, he, he met Iron Man and Batman at that moment. Shot him with a repulsor. They beam. all went yeah. and met Tom Cruise yeah, as Wonder Woman. Sure, Why they just happened to walk in on him. He was cosplaying. He was. Trying I was out. minding my business, and I was role. assaulted with that again. You guys <laughs> are so mean. Don't, don't you understand comedy? Tom, we're going for comedy here. Tom Cruise is it's the ultimate comedy. in comedy. As Wonder Woman. I mean, because no. you wouldn't expect it from him. I, I just don't think he does enough comedies. Probably not. Nobody does. <laughs> no. Um, but. Man, I don't think that's in his wheelhouse. <laughs> nah, he's great. Our picks are definitely right up our wheelhouse. And just like Kelly said, as soon as you said your picks, I can imagine them coming out of your mouths. So <laughs> it's really magical, just like the end of this podcast. Because uh, we want to thank you out there, Joe Gilmore, Mark Gervais. We want to thank you out there, Frank Percy. We want to thank you out there. Uh, fuck, man. Who's on our uh, extended love balloon right now? We got uh, Matthew William Kennedy, Pace. William Pace. Um, we have Chris yeah, yeah. Bristow shared it 34 minutes ago. Hey, good for William. And then uh, we want to thank everybody out there because Matt Man didn't do his homework for liking, commenting, and supporting the podcast. <laughs> and of course, this is a long drawn out goodbye. I am Matthew Bugirl, the Matt Man, in the Projanger box, all the way from Thermoscara, Katarina Thermoscara, wonderful one. We have the old man, Christopher Bristow. We have our omnipotent presence that is Big Brother Stephen Bugirl, and our mascot. Hero of time, Link Diablo. We love you. We miss you. We want to see you next week. As always, Wall Jaggers, game on, boys and girls. Bye-bye. Oh, God. Oh, God. We're going to end it. Oh, no. I can't do it. Can't do it. We're done. going to end it. We're doing it live. Play on the tangers. That was a good segue. And credit recording sesh right here. So you've been out on uh been out on vacay. Yeah. Hello, Maisie. She can't hear you yet. Hang on. Uh, what a shame. She can't see me either. No, she can't. <laughs> I'm the invisible man. Actually that sounded creepier than I you will always would be the creeper. Wow. You're going to make me feel good. All right. She can hear you now. Hello, Maisie. Hi. How are you? Good. Yeah, you enjoying your summer? Yep. Oh, that's good. Now we look good. <clears throat> so excited to see Dad. Yes. <laughs> What'd you get him for Father's Day? Uh, a big hug. Yeah. There you <laughs> go. That's all he needs. All you need is hugs. 
Are all you need. So, if you haven't seen, uh, Big Brother got rid of the Nissan Versa, and he is now rocking the Mazda 3. 2020, what, one or two? One. 2021 Mazda 3. Very beautiful looking. I saw it on Facebook. Yeah, man, that beautiful dark blue. I didn't even know it was going to come with leather interior. Mm. And remote start. Yeah, I can start it. Track it anywhere in the world, and uh, it goes somewhere, I will see it. Yeah. And so will the police. But, yeah, that's great stuff, man. It's a great car. Got a great deal on it. Could you not play Pokemon right next to the microphone? That'd be great. It is nice to have a car. At least turn the sound off, you know? With all those features that I talk about every week. Absolutely, man. Like that follow thing? Holy crud, is that great. Yeah. Oh, we're going this speed. Whatever speed you want. Hey. So I will warn you, I do not, I did not like type out my stories like normal because I just did not have the time. I'm on like a 50, 60, well, probably 60 hour work week by now because I still have to work Saturday. Uh, So it's just going to be a good old conversation because I think we all know what we're talking about. Um, one thing I didn't add in there is that uh, supernatural story. But if you want to talk about it, Cad, I know we had a little thing on chat there. I don't know. I think like everything aggravated me today, but that, especially that the way oh, that great. happened, if the way that it looked like it happened happened, it's just all fucked up. Hold on, is your shirt Golden Girls? Why, yes, it is. That is awesome. Is, that ju- is it just that the two of them? That's oh, all that's so good. Hey, that's queens. awesome. Yes, definitely Queens. I mean, who doesn't love B. Arthur? Because you know she was in the military. That's me. Yeah. Yeah, B. B. Arthur was in the military. I am, I am the Dorothy of my friend group. There you go. Well, there's three of us, right? So I believe it. Take turns being he, I would totally pick you as a Dorothy. He was right? awesome. You were in so history of the world part one. So you're a bullshit artist. (laughs) Have you bullshit yesterday? Have you bullshit last week? Do you plan to bullshit some more? (laughs) Part of the many Bristow army. Um, Yes, I got this one in a white one that has the rainbow. Like, because, you know, Golden Girls Pride. I got two shirts from Walmart. Nice. I don't shop at Walmart. Yeah. It's well, how they I treat do a lot me. of online Walmart shopping. It's how they treat me when I go in for my non-for-profit job. You see, they try and tie me to a stake and light me on fire. Oh. I don't like that. I thought that was I against policy. Like... No, no, it is their policy. To we don't kink us. shame here, but, oh. you know, consent yeah, is important. Weird. So I avoid weird. Walmart because yeah. I don't like them. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. A lot of people don't. I wasn't a huge one to shop there until the pandemic when they started doing their mm-hmm. grocery delivery. No, we can't hear them. Oh, that's fantastic. Anything you hear in your, your earphones is the they've, only thing they hear. They've disappeared. Oh, I they're, did they're have back. the live screen all typed out, but I clicked out of it apparently, so you're going to have to do that, unfortunately. I actually had a Star Trek shirt on, and it was only when I sat down here to... Dude, I really hate that Bob... Uh, shut us off and we have this feud because I, I, did you see that uh, trailer for Picard season two with Q? No, no. Like that show, I feel like I need to give it another chance. So I think I told you guys a couple of weeks ago, I liked Picard. Um, um, but anyway, um, I think I showed you a couple of weeks ago, my friend made that, um, the Star Trek symbol, but inside were all the uniforms of all the different Star Treks. Yes. Okay, I bought the t-shirt, a red oh, t-shirt. Oh, that's awesome. And I was wearing it, and then when I sat down here and did the preview before I went to join the meeting, I saw that there was, like, a grease stain or something, like, right uh, at the tip. And I was like, no! So I ran tip. to the bathroom to put soap on it so it doesn't, like, you know, so the oil doesn't sit in it and it'll wash out. It'll be fine, because I caught it, and it was from, t- from, like, in the last hour when I was eating a calzone, like a jerk should have taken off my shirt i ruined 
but one that's why I'm wearing this. And I was like, oh, it's pride. This is perfect. I ruined one of my white, f- most favorite white shirts, and I told Big Brother about this story. I was at uh, UTI. I was going for my automotive repair technician, and I was in Toyota's T-Pad program where they just kind of give you a car, and you take out what you want, you know, just kind of play around, take out shit. And I was taking out a, a transfer case, which is part of the four-wheel drive system, and I don't know, maybe I thought it was like car mechanic simulator to where <laughs> I'm going to take out all the bolts, and it's just going to suspend there. Um, but one time I, I did that and caught it by two of my fingertips and my knee. And this is about like 80 pound case, um, with gears in it heavier. So I put it up there and then I decide I'm going to change the fluid in this now, uh, that I almost dropped it. So I take out the wrong bolt and I dump all of the fluid all over me. And I was wearing a white shirt. I remember it was one of my favorite white shirts. I think it was my ZZ Top shirt. And I oh, wish I had no. known you then. I Dawn the, drenched Dawn the detergent it. would have gotten that right out. It wasn't the same ever again. I don't think. I know. I hope the shirt, this shirt is, it washes out. But I caught it pretty quickly. So I have it with the, with the soap and I'll wash it later. But I was just like, really? Your first time wearing this shirt? And you knew you were going to be doing the podcast. <laughs> Protect your nerdy apparel is the lesson of this I story. I should have taken off my shirt. Absolutely. I 100% agree. Giggity. Um, you always have to take off your shirt while eating a calzone is the Apparently lesson. Apparently I do. Anyway. <laughs> or get a bib. You can get a nerdy, like, Picard, like, little Starfleet, Starfleet bib. Like a lobster bib? We have really I nice need like ones a, one work. of those kids' really big plastic ones. Or like the ones they, they make them at a cloth place. where you can just wash them. That's awesome. No, the like the you can get them on Amazon. They have a Velcro strap in the back. That's a voice of experience. Some come with a pocket. Oh, man. Who doesn't want a pocket on your bib? Yeah, but I need a special order from the doctor to get a pocket. Oh, that's awesome. With the My Hero Academia background, old man is getting clever. So, so he's using CGI, and I'm using practical effects. Yeah, this is the old school versus new school effects. Yeah, I like it. Very. Oh, ignore my ripped NASA one. There you go. It's okay. NASA itself itself is just torn apart. Um, they're depending on Elon and Jeff Bezos. We have a uh, number two thirty one. Have you watched Loki? Yes. My God. That last episode is so perfect. And I, me, me and Waljanger Joe Gilmore, he said he's going to try to pop on. Um, he has a theory a lot of fans have on as to who the Lady Loki is. And it's we're getting the backstory next week. Mm-hmm. And it, it this show just does not disappoint. I have to say... Of, with that being said, and I don't want to make it seem like I'm disappointed, but I kind of wish that they had gotten Kate Blanchett and that it might still be Kate Blanchett. I know this isn't like a theory, but I would, yeah, two of them together would have been even more electric. But this actress to go toe to toe with such a popular character, yeah. she's knocking it out of the park. I mean, oh, you're yeah. looking at them as equals, not as loki and this other person no they are toe-to-toe and sometimes she's the one stealing the show oh yeah so yeah i the wonderfully cast but part of me just want i want more of hella like she was so fantastic oh yeah Yeah. well kate blanchett's too busy she well she just got done filming and then they wrapped up on uh, borderlands 3 so she's probably available now she's done limited series before i don't think there should be I think they could definitely work her in, especially since we're going to get a lot more multiverse. So especially since yeah. they're already starting this off, and then we know we're getting Kang. We know we're getting, uh, uh, Feige said, Fantastic Four is going to be the last film for right. f- Phase 4. So we got a lot, you know, in the news here, even in the couple stories that I have. So we might as well kick it off because... Kick it. Kick it! Like, so I can share it. Uh-huh. Oh, Hold on. What the fuck am I? Oh, uh, yeah. This is why we 
Copy and paste, man. Copy and paste saves the day. What, what number? 231. 231. Because we didn't have a lug nuts last week because of Faja's day. But we are coming back hard and heavy with the automotive news. Everything luggy and nutty happening this Sunday on the Purjangers and Mulhangers Media Network. Facebook.com backslash Purjangers. But, of course, you can always go right over to PJANDWH. Hang on, I can do that better. PJANDWH.com. Jinx. <laughs> and neither of us moved our mouth. All right. Well, three, two, one, we're now live. Join us as we try, but we also want you to go ahead and hit that subscribe button right here. Right above my head, you're going to find the very best Purjangers and Wallhangers video for you. Right above our cardboard Kelly's head, well, that's going to be every single Triforce podcast in a playlist. And, of course, as our main man Connor always says, Friends! Friends! Friends!